0: I'm Morgan and I'm Trisha, and we are first time new moms. Join us on this crazy, beautiful ride of momhood where we mom cast each week, breaking the stereotypes of momhood and supporting each other on the good, bad, and often comical parts of being a mom.
1: This is mom jeans and minivans for the perfectly imperfect mom.
0: <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, good there evening. Are-
1: Yes, there are three of us tonight. Yay. We have a special guest. Hi. So I'm super excited.
2: Yes, Christina. Say so hello. Excited. Do you want Welcome, to introduce Christina. yourself? Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm really oh, thanks excited about Thanks for about being this. here. Yeah. Um, so introduce, well, I'm Christina, and I'm located in Washington State. Um, yes. I have uh, I have two daughters, and I know it sounds like we're in very different stages of parenthood. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm but, so excited, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all a very special, no matter what stage you're in. Um, my oldest, I have two daughters, and so my oldest is um, going to be 14 in June, and so so 13, um, and then my youngest is 11. So, wow. That's um, insane. Yeah. I don't even believe it, Chris. Yeah. It. it just flies by. And when I hear your little ones and I, I see, you know, where she's at and her milestone, it just, oh, uh, it feels like yesterday, which I know you guys hear that, but it's so true. It just No, I already feel that way. I'm just yeah. like,
1: oh my God, she's morphing into a toddler. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so that's, um, I guess that's me. i I'm, I'm, grew up in, you know, Eastern Washington. Yeah, and that's how we know each other, because as people
1: know, I'm from Spokane, Washington, and I was 17 when we met Chris, so yeah. I was interning for the summer at a, a advertising agency, okay. and Chris also worked there, and we just became quick buds, and we're doing harebrained schemes at lunch of rollerblading <laughs> through oh, Riverfront Lord. Park.
2: That's right. I don't even know how we
1: squeezed that in. Was that after work? So I'm like, how did we
2: squeeze that in during lunch? No. Well we <laughs> did. And I had the worst rollerblading accident ever and Morgan had oh. to to witness that. <laughs> oh yes. no. Yeah, it was it was awful. Yeah. And That's you are so still funny. in advertising to this I day. I am. Yes, I am. That is right. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up, but. Okay, <laughs> okay aren't we all? As of right now, yes, I am still in the <laughs> digital advertising world. So,
1: love it. Yeah. So, tonight's episode is about creating positive self image while raising girls. And you do have two older girls, you mentioned. And
2: so, while Trisha and I strive
1: yeah. to create positive images
2: for Charlie and Remy, you're in it. Yeah. No, that's great. Yes, we are in it. Um, And especially as since the girls are older, you know, they're aware of everything. Like it's not there isn't any hiding. There isn't any more spelling (laughs) of words to get around stuff. Like, I mean, they're so observant and the kids pick up on even the, you know, underlying messages and cues, everything. Did you make a conscious decision early on? Is it something you recognize that you just needed to start doing? How did it all evolve? Oh, early on from the moment they were born, it was really important because I, I, and I think a lot of women, we all struggle with, and I'll just speak for myself, you know, just insecurities, um, you know, just being really hard on, like, I'm really hard on myself. And, and I know that some of that really stemmed from childhood Mm -hmm. experiences and just memories and, and it's amazing how it sticks with you no matter how much growth you've done or maturing and, you know, and and don't get me wrong, I've, of course, that does not define who I am, but um, it has been really important to me that from the very beginning, always just having yeah. that positive affirmation and, um, you know, f- focusing on more of the health. So um, with my girls, uh, I was very focused on, uh, very early on, you know, we really focused on just how smart they are and how talented they are, um, you know. If we ever would list out, Oh, you're this, this and this and this, like beautiful of course would be part of that, but it was like mm-hmm. fifth fifth in line, right? We definitely did a similar thing that. with Charlie. Yep. And that is awesome because and it sounds like you started it, I mean, right away as an infant as well. So it's just yeah. something that's been ingrained in how um, we've been, you know, trying to raise the girls from the very beginning. And especially now that they are entering, you know, teenage years, the adolescent years, and then also preteen years. It's amazing how that transition happens pretty fast, especially among girls. Um, it is oh, yeah. very, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden they don't care about any of that stuff. And then the next year they go back to school. It's all of a sudden there, like, and it's very prevalent. Yeah. Um, but, and, in, and then you realize like, oh, yep, they're entering that, that time now where girls are talking about clothes or where they bought the clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find this interesting though. There's are certain areas that I noticed they start earlier, like younger than maybe other areas of this. How so? So, um, like I would say in like, and, and this, obviously there is no research behind this. I, this is just based on my observations. But like maybe but just speaking with people about things, maybe the more affluent areas, you're gonna see those conversations happening at a younger age. And so I don't yeah. know like if conversa- that's what do you mean. Like where like did you buy that? Like yeah. This oh, okay. girl, okay. Like asked Audrey, where did she get her shoes? And I remember Audrey coming home and asking me, Where did I, you know, get where'd you get these shoes? And I asked why and oh, she I was, love oh. that she was oblivious to it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> She's like and I said, Well, why? And she goes, Oh, this person was asking me and you know, the girls were all talking about brand name stuff already and like Nordstrom and I mean it was it was just crazy and they were so young and I just thought, No, mm-hmm. this can't be starting already. Um I know. But it's Chris, also a what, different what world. are your oh. girls' names? I've heard you say Audrey, right? Yes. So Audrey's my <laughs> oldest. Okay. And then Ella is my eleven year old. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Got it. Whoops, when you re- we just skipped this way, over that. I know. This way, when you refer to their names, I'll know which one you're talking about.
2: Good, yeah. good question, Trisha. Good question. That's a great, <laughs> great
3: question.
2: <laughs> so I know. I just assume. Trisha, I feel like I've known you forever. I just assume you know who Audrey
0: Miller <laughs> Now I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: So, you know, just those observations, but it's interesting because social media plays a completely different role in all of this. Now. Oh, I feel like it must be 10
1: times harder. So how mm-hmm. do you see it from your childhood compared to them
2: at the same age? Oh my gosh, you guys, like the pressure. You're under a microscope yeah. at all times. It just starts sooner. And do the girls fall
1: into that trap? No. Are they subjected to it or are they doing their own thing?
2: So my girls march to the beat of their own drum. That's awesome. I Love it. I so love it. Makes me very proud, um, especially as, you know, we're all trying to raise these independent young women who will grow up to be independent, confident women. So... And this was also encouraged early on, like as when they were in preschool and starting that social interaction and just helping try to guide that and navigate those situations. A
0: lot. How 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 did you do that? I was just going to say, how did you do that? Like, I'd love to hear. For
2: Trisha
1: and I that have ones to enter preschool in three years.
2: Mm-hmm. What what did you do? You What's started. Your suggestion? Well, you guys, you start it right away when they are interacting with you. What do you do when they hit you? What are how are you responding to when they throw something at you? Like I, I've, it I've depends actually seen, on what
1: time of the day it is. Well, Morgan, I've seen.
3: <laughs>
2: But I've seen you Morgan on Mar- Marco Polos where you're having a conversation <laughs> with Charlie and that's where it began. That's how it started. Okay. You have that conversation and you reason with them. Now I have girls and I know I've heard of people who have boys and it's much more you the way you may navigate this with a boy is very different than than a girl but my girls were really easy to reason with even at very young ages like they were very re- receptive to like when they each of them only bit me twice it took two times and they never bit again because when i yelled ouch it scared them enough and they remembered it <laughs> that they never mm-hmm. they never tried biting again
0: so i will say in that that regard too remy bit me a couple times when she yeah i, I think i told you that morgan and mm-hmm. i did i yelled out because it hurt and i was mm-hmm. not expecting it at all and i realized that now if i put her into a similar position like because she did it when i was trying to put her down for a nap she didn't want to
3: mm-hmm. and she bit my
0: arm and so now sometimes i'll feel her go to open her mouth and i automatically pull her away but the other day i felt like she did it a little bit but not not hard at all like she just was mm-hmm. she almost didn't because she knew that it hurt me the last time
2: right so i, I was feel like, like it
1: took oh. two weeks
2: <laughs> Yep.
1: <laughs> meanwhile i have charlie over here who's just miss stubborn nope i'm
0: doing it my way but i Should do agree with the question. reasoning i do agree with the reasoning with girls i don't yes. know if you feel this way too morgan but i do feel like with Remy, I will, you know, I will say like I have a hard time getting her to drink water, and Mm -hmm. I'll say to her, you know, please have a sip of water, and she'll fight it and fight it, and I just keep calmly saying, Mm -hmm. if if you'd like more of this, yep, just have one more sip of this, and then she'll have the sip, no problem.
2: Yep, exactly. So,
0: but it does take like I Morgan, it's funny that you said it depends on the time of the day because sometimes I'm like. Mm Okay, you're not getting any more of this, then, you know. But exactly. um, I try and stay very calm and reason with yeah. her. But
2: yeah, <laughs> mm. especially when you have that strong personality, you know, child too, because sometimes it then becomes a more of a a competition, like a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she who's, who's feels gonna like win this.
3: well,
1: she's
0: yeah, she
2: found it to be kind of like a game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She thought it was funny. But that's how you teach them is you're having those interactions with them now. Like they're, okay. they're young. And so they're going to learn from how you are responding to the situations and how you talk, how you guide them through that. Mm-hmm. But when you do get to that preschool age, cause it's another, it's another layer of complexity, right? You're dealing with other parents, number one, um, when you're dealing with other kids and, you're not sure if these the other parents are addressing the issue with their children. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you can only... And that's the thing is you're never going to really know. And this is obviously an issue escalates and the parents end up having a conversation with each other. You just need to help guide your child through through those you know specific instances. So a lot of those instances, like for example, the girls would come home and they may say, oh, you know, my feelings were hurt. This person was being mean. And then we're like, well, why what was she doing to be mean? Mm -hmm. Right. And then they just said, well, she didn't, didn't want to play what I wanted to play. And then, so we would ask, well, what did you do then? And then at that point, based on, you know, that's where we would help navigate and guide, well, what did you want to do instead? And then they would say, and we would say, well, why didn't you just go do that? Why don't you go play, go see if other people are interested in playing that. And so that's where we were able, you know, our kids kind of just, they would do their own thing. They weren't, so they at an early f-
1: age, you taught them to be independent and to, Absolutely.
2: And to be respectful, but to and not, do their thing. And well, be not okay rely with that. on others mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. that entertainment, not rely yeah. on the others. Like they, they would start to do their own thing. And then some kids would join them, right? Like, oh, that looks like fun. I'll do that. And then sometimes they wouldn't. Themselves. Yeah. And sometimes my girls would do their, you know, just do their own thing alone. So, and so, and so now into with junior high. Um, and then, yeah, the that protein. has to be a hard age. It's hard. Yeah. You guys, it's, it's really hard. Do the girls have cell
1: phones. I take it.
2: That's probably so,
1: laughable that I even asked.
2: No, no, it's not. Well, we're very, we're so okay. there, there are kids out there where parents will allow their kids to have a cell phone at a smartphone mm-hmm. at in fourth grade. We, um, have a rule in our house that they don't get a phone until sixth grade. So Audrey has a okay. phone. Ella does not. They do not have social media. Good. Okay. So. No, I, yeah, I think that's great. I have a
1: friend that did that with her daughter. And I feel like it wasn't until like eighth grade. I mean, she was like the last, maybe second to last holdout for her class. And they finally caved. But I think that's harder as a parent to keep keeping your kid from social media, just because you don't want them to be excluded. But you also don't want them to start going down that rabbit hole. Well,
2: and that's why the phone Keeps them included because Audrey has her group chats. She's on a video uh, call right now, you know, like FaceTime, They FaceTime. Mm -hmm. So you can stay connected that way. What we're trying to avoid right now until there's more growth, um, Is just that the social media presence of people posting their selfies and pictures, and you know the staged um, things that teenagers do. Mm
3: -hmm. Um,
2: And the reason, okay, so here's here's the thing. So here's a a little tip for you guys in the future. Yay! We thought, (laughs) yeah. So. Let's just put it this way. If it's anything that has a social platform, sharing platform, just know kids will find a way to make drama. So, years ago, before TikTok, the original app was Mm Musically. And we thought, oh, this is just a fun app. The girls can just Mm -hmm. lip sync, right? Create these videos Mm -hmm. and post it to this platform, whatever. Oh my gosh, the amount of drama on a Musically app. Like the girls oh, might yeah. be upset, they'd be upset because you didn't like my video, but you liked this person's oh, video, or gosh. you didn't. Cl- I mean, it is unreal. Like they just find it, they find it, and so we. So in those instances, what did you do? We well, I got rid of it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: we removed it, like absolutely okay. removed. Well, it. Well, I
0: know Jack's stepsister was on Musically, and her and her friend were totally inappropriate. They were being, like, sexual and, like, just – it was horrifying. Like, her father found it and was, like – took her phone away for months. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy how much – how quickly it can escalate.
2: Yes, absolutely. And there was other – so to your point, they were producing that content. Well, I read an article on Musical.ly and the content on there, there were so many – like, you would think it's just innocent videos. No, there are people like posting videos um, encouraging like anorexia. So all of this stuff horrible for women and female, especially teenage girls. Like it all exists there. So whenever you can't control the content, it's just just know some something somebody will control the TV content. We don't really um, watch TV. I guess we have like we'll stream stuff. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give my girls some freedom and know that I trust them. I trust them to make decisions, you know, the right decisions. So Mm -hmm. we, um, even though I won't do social media now, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. So Audrey loves my oldest loves musicals, right? She's very theatrical, Mm -hmm. very theatrical. Okay. Well, there's a lot of musicals out there. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of um God, they're out in New York. They're off Broadway. What is it? I didn't hear you. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of the production studio, but oh. their musicals push the envelope big time. Like,
1: okay. And she loves them.
2: And she loves them. And I'm not going to tell her she can't watch them because I'd rather her watching these musicals
1: <laughs> than. Right. I feel like lots Outputting. of it, though. Does she get it? Because I know, I remember there were some new kids on the block song. I was like, I get loose with the juice and I got it like that or something. <laughs> and I was just screaming that out the window. I remember one time and my mom's like, do you even know what you're singing? And I had no clue. But like, So do you think maybe she's just clueless mm-hmm. in that beautiful child bubble
2: that no. so much
1: that you pick up on?
2: She gets she, it. She might
1: go over her head. She gets it.
2: Oh, she gets it. Yeah. Okay. She gets all the sexual innuendos, all the – she she gets it. But so what do
1: you do with that? Because obviously that has to be a
2: conversation. It's a conversation. We've had the conversation, but I absolutely let her watch them. I let her – because, again, there are kids – got to remember, there are kids her age partying, having sex, doing uh-huh. drugs. So guess what? I'd rather my kid be home or with her friends watching these musicals that are can be, you know – pushing the envelope
0: uh, envelope a little bit yeah
1: sure but like do you feel like you have to have conversations depending on what musical it is or does she come to you with oh i have a question and she knows it's an open door policy
2: she knows it's an open door policy and like we've watched these musicals together
3: like Mm -hmm.
2: she'll turn it on like mom dad i really want you guys to watch this musical and then it's We watch it. There's times I'm like, Audrey, this is
1: You and Scott are looking at each other like, oh, my God.
2: Like, (laughs) God, this is really pushing it. But okay. Okay. That's fine, you know. And we're trying to give – because I am a self-proclaimed helicopter parent. And and I'm working on that because I know my kids are entering that stage where they're going to rebel. Like, if I don't give Mm -hmm. them – that some things, space yes give them a longer leash they're gonna rebel and I,
3: mm-hmm. i'm trying
2: you know as a parent you guys know and that's where you're trying to find that balance every day right
3: oh, Am I so hard. Hard.
2: <laughs> it's hard it is hard. and it doesn't stop it just changes that's it so just trying to find that balance with these kids of okay are we giving them a long enough leash is she feeling like she's got some independence but it's within mm-hmm. yeah I you know, we we let them go to a Broadway show by themselves. And that was big. Don't get me wrong, we Scott and I hung around the um Performing Arts Center. Like we were right there. They had a phone, they know they can get a hold they of us. We had binoculars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was hiding in the stands. Uh, but you guys should have seen just the happiness. Like they had so much fun just feeling Aww. free. Like just yeah. they, they felt free you know, and so
1: mm-hmm. they felt so grown up and that you trusted them.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. So it's now we're kind of, you know, juggling that with the social media stuff. So don't get me wrong, I know social media will come. And we'll have to figure out how best to navigate that right now. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to hold off as long as possible and just, just wait I'd until be right there time. with
1: you. <laughs> now you said something interesting to me. So I feel like a large part of self image is Body image, and you had said something to me about. So she, Chris, went to Hawaii a few weeks ago. God, it might be a month ago now. (laughs) And you were like, "I'm bringing that bathing suit. I don't care. It's. I mean, you probably can say it better than me, but you were just like, you know what? I'm just going to own it. And with that statement, you also said it's something I wouldn't normally wear, Mm
3: -hmm. but
1: you wanted the girls to see you be confident or just. You had to be careful about how you showed your insecurities. You, I forget how you phrased it, but I just, I feel like, oh, that's, there's things that I probably do now that I'm like, oh, I need to catch myself because as Charlie understands, I don't want her picking up on these things.
2: Nope. Oh, for sure. So look, to to your point, you're right. I'm, and you, you're already all over it. But yeah, when, like I said, they notice everything. I am, I never, ever talk about. I never make comments about how my, how I feel or my body Mm -hmm. or, you know, like I hear women say, Oh, I feel so fat. Or, you know, I, I will never say that in front of my girls. Now I may say that to Scott, you know, yeah but in front of my girls, never will they hear me say that if they, if anything, I think um, that's so important. Like that
1: can't be said enough though. Just girls will especially look up to, their moms absolutely mm-hmm. and that's what I they remember hear i mean because
0: talking about her body and negatively Do you
1: right. negatively yeah
0: how so oh uh, she would like you know we there was no issues with her being naked in front of me when she was getting mm-hmm. ready and stuff she never uh-huh. hid that but she mm-hmm. would say oh she'd squeeze her thighs and say oh i hate how fat my thighs yeah. are mm-hmm. uh oh gosh mm-hmm. this or oh gosh that and yep i remember you know saying no you're not mom like you're fine. Mm-hmm. Like you look, you look good. Yes. And I and uh, wouldn't have thought twice about it if she hadn't said anything. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yep. And, but I do, I do remember her saying those things and she still, still says things about her body all the time. And wow. I just, I, I'm the one who actually says, you know what, mom, you're beautiful just the way you are. And you can do a lot of things with that body that other people couldn't do.
2: Yes. Perfect. oh that's mm-hmm. so great it's, I love that yeah, you're I, the one who's like teaching your I mom. know
1: <laughs> yeah that's great yeah that's awesome I for me I I think my mom did a great job I had said that like I was pretty oblivious to things as a kid and being an only child I think also helped me in that regard because I just didn't know what the older kids were doing I didn't know what was cool in terms of oh we listen to this music, this radio, we're putting on this makeup, what have you, but Mm -hmm. it was college for me, actually, that I have actually two instances that kind of stick out in my head. So I guess one was younger, that I guess I was starting to realize that girls were talking about weight and being skinny. And I think I was like seventh, eighth grade, and I went over to a friend's house And they just had a scale in their dining room. I don't know why. (laughs) Every time they had a scale.
2: Oh, gosh. And
1: I always was like athletic body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I remember getting on there because I was like one of the bigger kids. But I was still in shape. I just was muscular. Mm -hmm. And I was 135 pounds in eighth grade. Mm
3: -hmm. But, you
1: know, like, God, man, I would, you know, I was still like, God size, whatever that youth is running like small, but like all the girls were so much smaller. Right. And I remember my friend was like 130. Like we were just the bigger kids. I was, you know, five, six at -hmm. that time. Right,
3: right.
1: (laughs) But I was like, is that abnormal? Like I remember just having those thoughts Mm -hmm. like, is that heavy, isn't it? But specifically, Trisha, like when you're saying, um, like, maybe your mom didn't realize the things she was saying. Mm -hmm. So for me, coming home from college, and even when I had graduated and probably came home on a trip from New York, you know, that I had lost lots of weight at one point, because, you know, after college, you get out of shape, and then... (laughs) I managed to get back in shape. (laughs) I was single trying to find someone.
0: (laughs) That'll do it.
1: (laughs) Those are the things I don't want Charlie to hear, but I am saying right now. (laughs) But um, I remember coming off the airplane and my parents were like, oh, you look so good. You're so beautiful, this and that. Mm -hmm. And then when I put a few more pounds back on that Mm -hmm. visit, they never told me how beautiful I was. And I don't (gasps) know if they realized Mm -hmm. they did that. Right. But when I hit my heavier weights, they don't tell me I'm gorgeous. They don't tell me that I look good. And that's something that I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I don't – so for me, it's like older. I don't want that to be something with Charlie. So I think that's also probably one of the reasons that I am conscious to say you are smart, you are beautiful. Like it's Mm -hmm. not just beautiful, but you are these other things in addition so Mm -hmm. that she does – Feel positive, positive. And I also remember my dad saying casually one day, you know what the best accessory a, a woman can wear? And we we're just talking like clothing this and that. Yeah. But he said someone being skinny. <gasps>
2: oh, yeah. No.
1: And I never That's had a- any of that growing up. But it was when I became an adult, these comments were made. And I think I have more of a complex now because They don't tell me I'm beautiful and that, yeah, I'm heavier right now. So therefore, in the back of my head, I'm like, "Mm, well, I'm not the best accessory.
0: (gasps) Well, Well, and so I read this really interesting article today, actually, um, and it's just talking about how the pressures are higher than ever for for girls right now as far as – Confidence and body image, because mm-hmm. not only do they have the pressures to be pretty—you know, that's always going to be a pressure for females—is mm-hmm. to be pretty mm-hmm. and to be thin. But now there's also the pressures to be executives and to be these higher positioned oh, women, because yeah, that that's what women else. are pushing yeah. for. So now that adds, now they have to have it all. They have to have it all. They have these pressures to be everything. Um, and so that's, I, it just made me think of that when you said that about your father. And in the article, it says that almost more importantly for females than hearing it from their mothers is hearing it from their fathers, from their hearing fathers. it from males. Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So interesting. that's yeah. interesting that you said it's that. Probably, you know,
1: it's funny. Those are the two instances that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And you said, and the both of them came from my father. So mm-hmm. that's probably why. I don't remember my mom saying things negatively, Mm -hmm. but again, not till like college, post-college, do I remember my dad saying anything? And it wasn't geared towards me in a negative way, but it was almost like he said it so oblivious. Like I said, he didn't realize just, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Now I don't remember my father saying anything about my body. And I think he did that intentionally. Like he, if he did say Mm -hmm. anything, it was positive, but it was very, he didn't get too involved with that because it's, that's a slippery slope um yeah but yeah my father didn't get too too much into that and it's good because i had a really close relationship with my father and had mm -hmm. he said something along the lines that your father did i might have the same complexes
1: yeah for sure how's scott chris oh
2: scott's
1: Mm -hmm. your husband in case we didn't mention that (laughs) i i I gathered that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah with the girls because they are that is such an influential influential age
2: So influential. He's um, amazing. I mean, like, he's building bookshelves with Audrey now. I mean, he encourages our girls to get their hands dirty. Like, honestly, Mm -hmm, it's a nice balance between the two of us. Since I am such a helicopter parent, he pushes. (laughs) Yeah, he will he challenges them and it's good. And because they're the girls that, you know what, when there's a group of kids, including boys and not trying to gender, you know, specify things, but genderify anyway. Um, my girls are jumping off rocks into the river. They're going off ropes. They're climbing Mm -hmm. rocks. The boys aren't, you know, other kids aren't doing it, but yeah, he's the one who encourages all of that. He's the one who takes them out, you know, um, he goes snowboarding with yep. the girls. And like you yeah. he said,
1: he's building, doing construction work with them. And
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All of the above, like, takes lets him drive his truck. You know, so, so there is a very healthy, strong bond um, with Scott and the girls. And then, of course, you know, we all know Ella has, the, you know, Scott's her most favorite yeah. human being in the universe. And there is... <laughs> Yes, there is a mutual understanding in our family. We all know how much Ella loves Scott. Oh, my gosh. When she, A daddy's girl. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. When she was little, she would look at her dad and she'd say, Daddy, I love you. And then she'd look at me and go, Oh, Mommy, I love you too. But <laughs> Yeah. But, but you were the, daddy... You were the afterthought. I was the yeah. afterthought. But she she had to give me a little shout out. Like, Oh, I love you too. But she, and then she turned to him back to him. And then she would go, but Daddy, I love you. Like Oh my gosh.
0: That's gonna be Remy, I feel like. She pulled my hair this weekend. She pulled my hair this weekend because I, I I laid on Jason's stomach. She was having some serious jealousy issues with our affection this weekend. And she pulled my hair and I go, Uh uh-uh, uh, you are not gonna be a mean girl. mm That's not how that works. <laughs> we share love around here. <laughs>
3: That is so oh, cute.
0: <laughs> a mean girl. It wasn't cute at the moment. I was just like, "I'm with you all day, every day. No, how can you be so was mean?" Cute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. response is cute. It was pretty
3: good.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, she's not going to be a mean girl. Not going to happen. So Mm-mm. it's it's. Um, I love that you said that about Scott because that's that's how my father was with me. He, I had, I remember, I. One of the best conversations I had with my dad is I asked him, hey, dad, are you bummed that you had three girls and you don't have any boys? And he answered so quickly. And he's like, no. He's like, I just raised you like boys. Mm -hmm. And it just, I loved it. I loved everything about it because my dad showed me how to change a tire in a car, change oil. Mm -hmm. Uh, He played sports with, he played all my sports with me. He was my coach for my sports when I was younger. Um I played Jessica and I played on all boys T-ball team and we were just That's as good so if not cool. better than most that of the boys. Awesome. So cool. And yes. <laughs> he showed us how to build things and I remember if I wanted to change my room around, my dad was uh an engineer an, an ing- mechanical engineer. So he actually worked for Sikorsky Aircraft that they make all the helicopters for the military and uh so he was just very like mathematical, and mechanical mm-hmm. and He would say, well, if you want to change your – how do you know that's going to work? And I was like, because I just – I'm good like that. I just know what's going to fit where. And it's funny because to this day I am so – I have like the best spatial Mm
2: -hmm.
0: awareness. Like I know when something will fit down to like a half inch into a space and just by looking at it. And (laughs) so my dad's like, well, how do you know? And I was like, I just – I know. I know it's going to work. He's like, well – Draw it out for me and I want it all to scale. So I would draw my room to scale and I would draw my furniture to scale and I'd (laughs) cut it all up and I'd move it around and say, see? And he's like, okay, let's do it. it." So it's like he created these. Maybe that's part
1: of the reason you became a designer.
0: Yes. I'm telling you, when I, I originally wanted to do architecture, long story, but yeah, I fell into fashion design, but a lot of it had, it was building clothing instead of building buildings, like constructing buildings. It was, it was. It's very similar. I found a lot of similarities mm-hmm. between it. And I think it, a lot of it came from that. For um,
1: sure. I don't think fathers realize what influence they do have on daughters. And I don't know oh, what yeah. time you said, but I think maybe even more so than the moms. I, I think feel like so. Moms, mm-hmm. they look up to in a way that maybe they're following their lead. They're watching them, taking note. But the words
2: and the interactions – of a father or just it can't mm-hmm. be
3: beat
0: uh-huh.
2: mm-hmm. for yeah. sure when well, I love that your dad took advantage of those opportunities to make that like a real learning lesson for you yes for you to be yeah. thoughtful and think through it and plan mm-hmm. it out yeah, yeah. no but and that's great. and that's where the girls I mean they know you know um yeah there is definitely a very close bond there and relationship um with the girls and Scott question
1: Chris mm-hmm. I feel like I mean, I think I've talked to both of you. I know, Chris, you and I talk about food or like (laughs) you were just telling me about your saggy belly skin. I can edit that out if you want me to. (laughs) But I'm just saying like we will have conversations with each other about where we don't feel our most comfortable. But how do you you say you don't do that in front of the girls. And I feel like that's where I would slip, where I would accidentally just say something about my body or oh, my hair is out of control. I don't know. I just could see myself saying something and not wow. wanting that to be a thing with Charlie. So what did you do to separate, okay, I can talk to my friends, I can talk to Scott, but mental note, don't do it in front of the girls.
2: Well, no, I think that it's, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times I'll sit there and I'm like, oh man, I look like a hot mess right now. Look at this girl's, mm-hmm. you know, and my hair is crazy. And well, that's up different. That's van. like just being real. Yeah. And that's exactly it. It's being real. And you're trying to find that balance, too, of like, yeah, well, I'm mm-hmm. still a woman. I'm still, you know, somebody who just wants a person to, to feel good. Yeah. Men, women, you can all wake up and look a mess. Right. No, you know what? What I've learned, though, um, and this is probably also just from growing up, my mom, you don't talk about it. You just make those changes in your lifestyle. So the uh-huh. girls don't know because I'll just all of a sudden start making different foods. And then that's what we're okay. eating, what we're eating. Like, I don't talk about it. We just do it. Or, you know, we focus on having a balanced, like for me, it's all about moderation. Uh-huh. So for me, I'm like, yeah, you should absolutely have a treat. Like you should absolutely treat yourself, but it's all in moderation. Like you should still have protein. Like I'll tell the girls, Hey, have you had any protein today? Or well, what did you eat? You know, here are these things. <laughs> Or you know, then I'll and then you educate them like you know, protein's going to help give you some more energy, and it's energy that's going to last longer. So that's that's how I'm delivering the information is by being more educational about it. It's all about the delivery. No, Mm -hmm. that's great. But you're educating them on like, here are the benefits Mm -hmm. of eating protein. I'm not going to just bark at you like, you better eat protein or you better eat your fruits and vegetables. Like, hey, if you don't want to get backed up. Well, you better eat some fiber, all right? Like, right,
0: that's awesome.
1: <laughs>
2: like, there's reasons that's for such this. such a
1: great way to do it and look at it. Yeah. Right?
2: You're, and then that's what they're going to listen to is like, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, actually, no, it, it really hurts if I'm backed up. So let me do these things to make sure it doesn't happen, you know? Um, and so that's how I deliver Well, I right. think
0: that's such a good point about, yeah. you know, when you're talking about body image, it's not a matter of how skinny or 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 how you know how big or how small. Whatever it is, no, because everyone's going to have has, things. They everyone's going to have yeah. their own body yes. types, and yes. you're, you're you're born with that body. So yes. it's a matter of how. How are you best able to keep a healthy body, and what does healthy mean yep. in terms of your body It's image? Such a
2: constructive way of looking at it too. Right. Like, yeah. do you feel good? If you feel good, are you happy? Like, great. And yes. then, if and then, as far as like exercising I love that goes, focus. yeah, we're just more like, okay, let's all go. we need to spend time as a family. Like, let's go out. Yeah, it's let's family go in a time. You if, were saying you exactly. run. And, With
1: Ella and Audrey's not the cardio type. She likes weights more, so she rides her bike. But you guys are
2: spending time together. together...
1: And the benefit
2: is you're also being healthy at the same time. Yes, exactly. And let me tell you, please don't think this has been, Oh, (laughs) I don't want you to think like, oh, this has been a smooth thing. I know know, where this is going. (laughs) Well, no, my point is, is we've, we've gone through stuff and especially like during adolescent years of, you know, when you're getting acne, I mean, you know, we've had to navigate all of that and. And so it's, you know, it's a journey, but again, you just take it day by day, but it's really just trying to educate. Like we're honest with the kids when it comes to drugs, right? The message is don't do drugs. You can become, you know, obviously they know you can become homeless. They can become a junkie. No, no, no. What people forget to tell their kids is guess what? Drugs is fun. You get addicted (laughs) because you enjoy them. Right? Uh, uh, People don't do a oh drug and then not like it and then just all of a sudden become addicted. <laughs> we explain it to our children. Like, just don't even yes. do it because it does change with your chem- body's chemicals. It is a And it does make you feel happy. It may make you feel like you don't have a care in the world. But guess what? That moment lasts for a, a minute. A moment. And then all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Right. And then you, your body like that wants lot. it. Oh, right? I love that. Just the, I Yes. Think, in general,
1: you're just so honest with yes. whatever it is in life. And you're that's, right. I am candid. I think that's, <laughs> but I think honesty is so No, important. but I think that's so great. And I feel like kids relate to that, that it's not just, oh, an adult telling me, I can't do this. I can do this. Right. You're talking to them like Adults. they are intelligent. Mm-hmm. You can understand this. I might be breaking it down you know, differently than I would a friend, but this is the reality of things and they respect that and they pick up on that.
2: I don't know if they respect it, but that is our delivery. and They will respect it. They will. No, I, think, I think they will respect it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you're also raising two great
1: kids, so yeah. they respect something. You're doing something right, yeah. <laughs> you said listening. they're not rebelling. Yeah. Well, not, no. right. I was, for the most part, I mean, they're still kids, but yes, they're not sneaking out of the house, at least not that I know of. no. no. <laughs>
2: No, they're really, they're really good kids.
1: What do you do? So you kind of touched on it with social media that you can't control the outside influences. But what about family and friends? Have you ever run into a situation where, say, you have a gathering and someone starts talking in a way
2: that you maybe is a little bit more negative? So we do. Okay, that's a really good question. And here's something else. So my in-laws are very loose-lipped, okay? So, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't, like, we live, we all share a property by the river. And I don't know if you remember that, Morgan, but, like, we live there over the summer on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so we're together all the time. And, you know, they, of course, everyone enjoys their beverages. So the girls have grown up around loose-lipped people their whole lives. So we actually, early on, you know, because we can't tell them don't cuss. No, you can't don't control everything. You can't yeah. control it. So it was really, mm-hmm. it was clear to us because we did shelter our girls a lot in the beginning when they were young and, you know, kept them away from, you know, never said curse words and all this stuff and kept them away from those conversations. Anyway, one day Audrey was running around, she was probably four years old and she was yelling, wait, can we cuss or yeah. no cussing? Oh okay, we're like, yeah. Uh, we're not we're not on the radio. <laughs> yeah. So she was running around and she was saying shit, shit. And Scott goes, w- "What? What did you? What did you just say?" And Audrey says, "I said shit." And he goes, "You can't say that. That's a bad word." And she's like, "I didn't know that. You never told me it was a bad word." And it made us realize we never actually shared with our girls and educated them on what words were bad right?
1: And where were they picking it up from you guys or no, other family members, in-laws, the other
2: family members. And so they decided okay. it was a normal word that they could share, but yeah. you can't, how are they supposed to know? <sighs> no. What words oblivious. are bad when we've never educated them on that. Right. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. So my point is this is my, our girls are very desensitized to a lot of things because they've They've been exposed been around to it. they mm-hmm. have, and they've they've heard these the conversations and and then we have side conversations just with the four of us, you know, where they'll say, "Oh, hey, Uncle, you know, so- and so mentioned this. What did he mean?" And then we would talk through it with them. So they know to it's just that having that open line of communication and being able to talk openly and honestly about it. But yeah. the girls know that when they talk to us, they're gonna get, like, to your point, Morgan, we are very candid. Mm-hmm. We are very honest. I love like, that about you. There mm-hmm. is yeah. no sugarcoating thing. So the girls know they're going to have a pretty raw and honest conversation if, you know, they bring it, bring something up to us. I love that approach.
0: I do, too. I need to,
1: yeah, I feel like, Tricia, we – I mean, again, the girls are 17 months.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like we – do our version of it the best mm-hmm. we can with them at this age? I yeah. <laughs>
0: try. I mean, I, yeah. even the other day, you know how much Remy likes skin, right? So I was laying on my back, and she and she comes over and she tries to lift my shirt up, and she lifts it up, and I just I was wearing these like kind of high waisted pants, but they were like a little tight on me. So my mm-hmm. as soon as she like pulled my shirt up, it was almost just like this like little muffin top like mm-hmm. <laughs> like flaps, yeah. and I was just like yeah. ah, and I was like nobody wants to see that, and then I immediately was like, you know what? I was like, my stomach looks like this See, because of you. And it's beautiful, Remy. I love I'm that my stomach say. looks like yeah. this because of you. I mean, I don't personally That's like such a I. a quick recognition, though. Yes. I struggle with it. Um, but then when I do look at my stomach sometimes, I'm like, you know what? This just reminds me of everything I went through to have you. That's and, beautiful, though, Tricia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Absolutely. I do. I try and catch myself. But um Easier said than done. It is. It's easier said uh, than it's done. It's a work
1: in progress for me. <laughs> I,
0: I think for, I think something that I'm aware of that I really want to be cognizant of with Remy is um, I've always had small breasts and it's in my family and and a lot of us do. And I just, it was something I was always super self-conscious of. I never wanted to hook up with boys because I felt, I felt less feminine because of it. Mm-hmm. And I struggle. Do you know that I really didn't accept my body for everything it was until I met Jason? I mean, that's insane, because you're gorgeous. Well, like, thank you. You're, you are. And even Chris,
1: All the, we Marco Polo a lot because of the distance. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to me, I'm just like, you're like, oh, the under angle of my chin. I'm like, oh my God, I wish my under chin looked like that. Like you're so <laughs> nice. beautiful. You are cute. You both are. You are
0: <laughs> but that was something I struggled with. I mean, I remember all the girls were getting bras and I didn't mm-hmm. need anything. And I went to my mom and I said, mom, everybody has bras. And she's like, well, you don't need a bra. And I was like, but I'm so embarrassed. We all have to change for gym and all the girls have bras and I don't have a bra. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, then let's just go get some bras. And Um, so we, I went and got like training bras, like I didn't even need it. And I think the, I think one of the things that stood out to me is one of my best friends in middle school, we were changing for gym and we were in the locker room and she's like, why are you wearing a bra? You don't even need a bra. You have Uh, the smallest boobs in the world. And like, just went uh, off on me and it stuck uh, with me. Like, you know how you said there's certain things, especially when it's one of your best friends. Um, And so I just, I just, I remember that instant and I just felt so uncomfortable because I was like trying to hide it by wearing a bra, you know? Um, Yeah. So that's something for Remy. Like if she happens to get the small breast gene, I want Mm -hmm. to encourage her from a really young age that she is absolutely beautiful. Learn from your insecurities. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I want her to see the new confidence that I have with it, which, because I do still struggle. I mean... I've told you Morgan, I was like, I'm gonna breastfeed till I'm eighteen so I don't have to deal with those small breasts again. <laughs> yes. <you have> said <laughs> and that's it's weird. funny because my one of my girlfriends has like double D boobs and I have like double A. So mm-hmm. we joke how we have similar issues but opposite. Like we can't right. fit into yeah. suits. Right. You know? Yeah. We can't fit for opposite reasons. And mm-hmm. but it's still something that you struggle with and you have to like what I've learned to do is find the things that are flattering for my body type and being in fashion I think it it's easy it's something I can help Remy with as she's getting older to find things that are most flattering for her body image Mm -hmm. her body type I should say not image but her body type Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's something that is really big on my radar because I obviously still struggle at times but I've Mm -hmm. I found a way to accept my accept myself for what I am and to not most importantly to feel feminine yep, absolutely. when I don't have the one thing that like is always advertised as being beautiful on a woman but... yeah
1: no I agree and metabolisms are changing after having kids it's changing so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I said it's just figuring out what is your new body and being accepting of it you said something Chris I'm going back to your bathing suit in Hawaii. Oh, yes. (laughs) That
0: was a stand-up moment for you.
1: (laughs) It really was. Only because you're like, you know what? I owned it. I Mm -hmm. felt like I I was wanting more skin than I would. But what do you say? There was like an 81-year-old woman in a bikini. And you're like, that's right. Yeah. It was freeing, I think is the word you said. And you told me I should try it one day when I'm ready. And I was like, you know what? that's a great thing to build up to just mm-hmm. a, totally. being at a place where I'm accepting of the things that I don't necessarily love about my body mm-hmm. and
2: just finding yeah. that freedom in it. It was liberating. That's the word. It was liberating. Just that's the word. Yes. That's what you said. Yeah. Yes. To be in this body that I have Covered up, layered head, you know, I mean, just being self-conscious. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Let's be real here. When you see me in the summer, <laughs> I'm going to wear a tank top. I'm going to wear shorts. La, la, la. Right. But I'm not out there wearing swimsuits or like I just cover mm-hmm. up. And I thought, so I, I ordered this swimsuit. Uh, just to give you a little backstory, I don't know if you have context here, but so I bought a Since swimsuit. I keep mentioning a bathing suit. <laughs> over, <laughs> over Christmas. And I thought. I'm just going to do it. So I was telling Morgan because I, I was starting to talk myself out of it and not, you know, wasn't going to do it. And then I was like, "No, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to own it, right? This is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm 40, almost 42 years old, and I I don't care." So I got there and I put it on. Of course, I felt naked, right? You feel self-conscious in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I felt self-conscious and I thought, "I don't even care." Like, I see this 80 year old woman walking up and down on the beach, and she's wearing a bikini, <laughs> the, but she was owning it. Like, she was doing her, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, good for her. And it was so inspiring. Yeah. I didn't care that my body was jiggling. Like, you know, there are these young girls, of course, and their little bikinis with their, you know, and lucky them, they got these tight, nice little bods, and that's awesome for them. And, you know, we will celebrate that as well. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't care. I walked around and enjoyed the ocean and the beach and, and just enjoyed myself. And, and I have like my, uh, so after my first pregnancy, um, I, Got a super severe kidney infection. So um, postpartum, like it was what six weeks? Audrey was no, Audrey was five weeks old. So I lost twenty pounds in one week because I was so oh sick. I was, I was hospitalized, but my skin elasticity didn't have time to go back because the lot weight loss was so fast. Right. So uh-huh. I have that hanging loose skin. But I don't care. Yes, I don't. See, know.
1: Maybe I should have clarified when I talked I... about your stomach skin. That's
2: that's what I was kidding. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, and don't get me wrong. It was a high waisted um, swimsuit, but it's still high waisted can be so sexy. But even above that, with like such my a skin, good look, my skin is still loose, right? And I was just like, I. It just it was nice because I. Really didn't care, and if anyone wanted to stare that's and look, awesome. then that's fine. They can they can do that, but I just and I didn't let it. You know, I didn't. I really was able to just focus in my moment and in my mm-hmm. experience with and the enjoy ocean. your vacation. Exactly. Like I didn't <laughs> think about the people around me and what they were thinking or saying, and or and that's not that they were saying anything. But. Such
0: an important message for the girls. It is.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Yes, because it's it is. It's really hard when, especially when you're growing, when you're a teenager, and you're, you know, you you're very you take a lot of opinions from your friends. You hear what yes. they say, and uh, to not let it get under your skin, you know, and try and and realize that, you know, you are beautiful, exactly yeah. how you are,
2: exactly how you are.
0: I feel like there's a
1: song about that. <laughs> yeah, I and you know, I'm pretty sure to I just your... said the
2: chorus. <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> and you made a really good point earlier about how you have a friend who is having the opposite issues, mm-hmm. right? No matter what, nothing, everyone has their stuff. Like you just need to mm-hmm. be able to embrace it love it and figure out how to work with it. Right. We mm-hmm, all know exactly what cuts are flattering on our figures. We know what, what styles, what kind of length shorts or skirts we should wear. And so like, and that's what Audrey went through and with adolescent years because she developed early. She mm-hmm. started early. And of course she was in, so she was the opposite where she was, she embarrassed, was embarrassed because is, she had right. to buy bras. She had to wear bras and these other girls weren't. And they were tiny and super thin. That was me
1: growing up. I was right? the second one in my grade. To have a bra, and I only wanted a sporting bra because a real bra was too feminine. And no, I just wanted to pretend it didn't. You want to hide it? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. You wanted to hide it. And then, but so then she would have friends talking to her about, oh, they really wanted to start their period. And they were mad they haven't (laughs) started their period yet. They can have mine. Right. And so, and so in those moments, and those are the moments that you do have that conversation with your kid where Mm -hmm. you're like, honey, I look at that. You get to have your period. They want it, and that's not. It'll come someday. But look, they're envious. You're just so you positive with them. It, you know, yeah. It's just putting that spin,
1: like, yeah. Oh. No, I think that makes such a difference, though. It really does. You
2: mm-hmm. know, but yeah, it's again, it's a learning process, and. You know, well, I am learning from
0: you, Chris. <laughs> I am too. I know. I could talk for hours.
1: <laughs> I know. And I know we've talked a lot about body image, but I also want to talk about, and Trisha, you mentioned this, but I think it's equally important striving for a career that might be male dominant or being good in math and science. Yeah. I think maybe women president, people talk about a little bit more, but yet to happen, but just the roles that women don't usually aren't thought of, but- do you – are you – do you make a conscious effort, Chris? I keep going back to you just because your girls are at an age.
2: Different age, But do yeah. you
3: –
1: yeah. So I do actually – Do you
2: focus on those things? Yeah. Actually, I meant to say something earlier when you brought that up, how that's like another level of pressure yeah. on women. Because uh-huh. I hadn't heard that, but it makes – sense. Um gosh, that brings up so many different things actually. One, do you guys know who Glennon Doyle is? Have you heard no. of her? She's no. such an inspirational speaker and she's all about oh my gosh, read I, if you ever have a moment or you can get the audiobook. I think it's Love Warrior. Okay. Love Warrior? Yes. It's,
1: we'll find it. We'll put a link on the episode for yep. people
2: and ourselves. <laughs> Love. I, and let me. I'm going to make sure that's what it is. Yes. Okay. Love warrior. If you, anyway, I saw her at a convention and she. Uh, we were just. She just makes you feel like she's talking to you because, as women in our culture and in our country, we are always trying to. We always. We always try to be perfect. In every Uh way, the perfect Pinterest party, the perfect Instagram, you know, we're trying to live (laughs) up to these unrealistic standards. And Uh what I love about her so much is she really just talks about how we just need to be real. And we're Uh all in this together and we're all just trying to survive. And we are doing our best and it looks different for all of us. Right. And not to judge like I remember her yes. um, there's a woman that fall, that fell asleep at a soccer game and she was like I salute you, you good for you like you <laughs> may be working your butt off <laughs> but you made a point to come to the <laughs> soccer game and be here for your kid even if you're sleeping like good for you know good on you to just take care of yourself and be re- like do what you need for you in this moment Aww, that's and, like, cool. I love her so, so I gonna have talking, to look into her I know me yeah. too You could even look on YouTube like she was on Oprah and there's a great, there's a couple of like YouTube um, videos on her. I'm telling you, it's just, she's amazing. So the other thing that made you made me think about when you're talking about, there's that another level of, you know, pressure to be just successful as like an executive level and that growth in the corporate world. Um, Mm -hmm. you had mentioned the, okay. So Glennon Doyle talks about sistering and what she means by that is how women need, We all need to support each other. We all really, truly need to be champions of each other. Mm -hmm. But this is what the corporate world can do to women. And so that kind of scares me when I hear, oh, there's that level of needing to be successful in that corporate world and executive because it's weird. It's like women turn against each other they, they... tear each
1: other down I
2: yeah think that's what
1: fashion broke me because it is Both woman it's mm-hmm. one of the few yeah and i know so many people are now out of it but it's largely woman dominated Right. and you would think that women would support each other right but it is a level of high school i never experienced but mm-hmm. it's that movie where people talk behind people's backs they're fake and then they'll yes. say something and i'm just like what is it like why not just support each other and i i'm not good at that game i'm game i don't play the game no because
2: you have integrity I fail at the game because <laughs> no, you have integrity yeah. and you you're compassionate and and so in that so that breaks my heart to hear that because it makes me just I mean I just I, that to me I'm like as a parent that makes us you know have even more work I'm okay with it
1: because I didn't stoop to that level I no. still Stay true to myself. Right. So. But I mean, it
2: gives us more work to make sure we instill in oh, our daughters yeah. to be true to themselves and to have that integrity and and all of that. To
1: stick up for other women yes. and yeah, to people build, build around Build people up. Room. Don't put that's people up. That's exactly down. It. Build them up.
3: Like Yes. That's Even that.
1: now with the coronavirus going on, I hope more often than not that people are taking be kind. How can I help people out? Because- situations are difficult right now for people in so right. many different ways. So mm-hmm. yes. how can
2: I show kindness, mm-hmm. right? But like you said, build them up, help them yes. grow, help them be better. Don't sit there and only mm-hmm. focus on their weaknesses. It's like, "Hey, can you help them grow that?" So, um back to you. People your... are better as a team. Exactly. And so to that point when you're asking about the girls and if we're trying yeah. to talk, you know, about specific careers or, you know, their thoughts. What we instill in our girls is that defining the definition of success looks different for everybody. So my kid may want to be an artist because that's what her passion Uh and love is. Well, guess what? There's not a lot of necessary like guaranteed money and monetary gain (laughs) in becoming an artist. I mean, like, you know, street art or whatever. Um, But if that's how she defines success is doing what she loves and she's passionate about it. Good for her. Like good Mm -hmm. for both of them. We just want them to be happy in what they're doing. And if it gives them that life, that balance of, you know, one, they still need to be able to financially take care of themselves So if that means living in a one in a studio with two roommates,
1: 400 square foot,
2: whatever. Yeah, exactly. As long as they are taking care of themselves and they can be independent and still be able to have some medical coverage. Well, guess what that in that that's how they define success. Well, then that's the success that we you know have to obviously be happy for them cuz it's whatever makes them happy so just financial gain doesn't mean success and it just looks different for everybody so, that's really what we try to... to talk
1: all night <laughs> ditto <laughs> I'm like hold on I need to start jotting
0: this stuff down
2: oh you're sweet I know. But that's can just we what please we try have a to conversation
0: instill. once a month <laughs> yeah. yeah I know
2: right <laughs> but you know it's just trying to instill that because guess what they may be our you know part of us and the gene- genetic pool but they're their own human being and own person right totally
1: Could I agree with you more agreed yeah. so that's that's that guys well, I think that is such a great note and such a positive note to jump into mom fashions on. What do you guys think? Let's do it. All right. Chris, where do you want to fall on this? We will give the guests the choice of being one, two, or three. <laughs> that is so funny. I'll I'll go last.
0: Okay. Trisha, do you have a preference tonight? Um, I will go because I kind of want to get it over with. All um, right.
1: <sighs> Hit us with it, Trisha
0: mine's not a good one i'm feeling very sad so oh <laughs> we were talking earlier about oh my god i'm crying oh i can hear it <laughs> we were talking earlier about um reacting when the girls maybe are pushing the limits yeah <laughs> and i felt myself getting angry today with remy because we we're at work and she, i told you she will throw her food on the floor and i get like so annoyed and yeah. she's for the most part, I can reason with her, and she listens, and she's good, but she just, she kept doing it. And at one point, she she didn't really eat that much, and then she just swiped her hand across her entire tray. And she had, like, rice and broccoli and little pieces of steak, and it went all <laughs> over the carpeted floor. And I was just like, enough, Remy! And I grab her tray, I pull her bib off, and I just pick her up, like, very strongly and just placed her down on the floor and was just like I've asked you not to do that like stop doing it and I just start picking up stuff on the floor and she started crying and Aww. I just like I didn't even like apologize later like I didn't tell her it was okay I just I just and it didn't bother me till we were talking and I was just like wow I handled that I give you so horribly
3: right
0: and I told I showed her a side that I don't want her to be
1: like I'm not be you are the person. person, though, Trisha. You are. Mm-hmm. You had a moment. Yeah, I know, You're and I just don't human, want that moment and you to are so, stick with her. You mm-hmm. it won't. It I won't. promise you, it <sighs> won't.
2: And know it that really we won't. all go through that. We all have those moments.
1: I went very similar today. Charlie has been very difficult, mm-hmm. and she, I did almost everything you did, Trisha. Yeah. She had a bowl full of food, literally dumped the whole thing. It looked like a food fight had just happened. Yeah. She had barely touched her food. And I was just like, no, no, not okay. And I took her whole tray away. And I don't typically take her tray away. Me neither. But I've been so
0: frustrated the last few days with her eating Well, it's style. like that look where she's looking right at you and does it anyways. And you're like, "Yeah." just asked you like five times not yeah. to do that, that I, I know and something <laughs> that I say to her all the time is like we do not waste our food in this house mm-hmm. there are people who don't have food in the mm-hmm. world like and that's mm-hmm. a big thing and I know she doesn't know what I'm talking about but mm-hmm. I am big on like not wasting it's so don't frustrating. waste and mm-hmm. yeah but I think it was not only am I like upset with how I reacted but then I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't further teach explain. her yeah, I didn't teach her after that. Like I didn't, I didn't. You're gonna have to give yourself her. a pass on this one, Trisha. I know you
1: are yeah. so so good with her. You are an amazing mm-hmm. mom. Oh, thank and you. And we all are gonna have these moments that we wish we could change, but I that's know. life. That's motherhood. I know. And you have know. to give yourself a break on this one because it's, I guarantee, sticking with you way more than it ever will with her.
2: No, for sure, <laughs> she's right. already over it. But to I your know. point, to your point, it's. Um, you know, maybe you didn't readdress it at that moment. Cause you weren't ready to yet. Like at that yeah. moment you just needed, you know, time for yourself. Yes. But I know what you mean. Cause I had that. I remember vividly with Audrey where I, she wouldn't stay in timeout cause she got in trouble. It's one of those mm-hmm. things where she knew what she was doing was wrong. And I physically p- kept picking her up and physically like forcing her to stay in timeout. And I remember like I was like I was so angry at that yes. point and then you're angry and then she, they're not listening and they're, you know, and so I got more like physical, of, like grabbing her and like saying, you need to stay in out. And I just remember, like, I know how you feel because that's exactly mm-hmm. how I felt when we were done, uh, when we had that moment. And then I just needed to separate myself at that. I mean, in my situation, I had to separate myself because I was so angry. Um, and I remember just breaking down, just falling, like and feeling guilty about how yeah. I handled how I handled that moment in that situation and I should have separated myself even before like I put her back physically three times and mm-hmm. really I, at that moment I should have just just walked away and dealt with it but I know
0: I think what I need to what I need to learn from it is so I can feel myself starting to get like more and more upset like angry about it and I think in those moments it's almost like I want her to see me angry because I want her to know she's taken it too far.
1: Something, there's a but difference then, in the everyday.
0: Yes. and But I but I realized, yeah. like, me showing her being upset, it still was – I let it get too far almost. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, I did – I handled it in, like, a physical way. I pulled her tray off. I pulled her, her you know, um, bib, and I, like, pulled her out of her chair and put her on the ground. It was just like, okay, you're not eating anymore then. But, yeah, I just – I, I more than anything, I want to learn from it. And I want to handle the next yeah. situation better so that I can feel like I've learned. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: The yeah. fact you even recognize it, though, guaranteed, mm-hmm. that's huge. You're already learning from it. Yeah,
2: for sure. And just know there are there will be plenty of other times, of
1: course. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: that's what they, you know,
1: unfortunately, that's what that's they do. Parenthood, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Test but to your point, limits.
2: you're right. Um, it's just recognizing, okay, at this moment, I, do I need to just walk away and, yes, you know, or do I need to and come back to it later? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just, and, and there have been plenty of times where I do, I am proud of myself for how I've handled situations. So I have to keep that in mind too. Like there yeah. are times mm-hmm. where I'm like, wow, I handled that really well. <laughs> um, <So>. yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. I get it, especially in the stages. You're doing a great job. Yeah, thank
0: you. You, That was a tough profession for me. Clearly,
2: God, there are days, and I mean, you remember the days where you're like, "The the Lord," like, "What did my sister-in-law and I will make jokes of?" Like, I understand how. Well, never mind. I won't make the joke here. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I understand how some people can lose it.
0: Oh, yeah. my I mean, my husband has said that so many times. He's like, you can understand shaken baby syndrome now, right?
2: Yes, yes that's what we say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what we say. In and reality. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: You're doing great, Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> great. All right. Well, I will go. So I am actually doing a dad fashion tonight. So... Phil and I were going for a walk with Charlie the other day and I was in the house still grabbing a few things we needed for the walk. And so he was like, oh, I'm going to go put Charlie in the stroller. And I was like, okay, great. I'll be right out. And so when I'm coming out the garage door and I just look at Phil and he's sprinting back up the driveway and he's giving me a look. I'm like, what, what? So it turns out that he had the stroller on the driveway, and it was a bright day, and so he was grabbing Charlie's sunglasses. So he was looking for them. He had the car door open. Well, he kept looking at her, the car, back again, and he didn't realize that the stroller started rolling down the driveway, oh and it rolled gosh, all it the way locked. into the street. <gasps> and oh thankfully, no car came. Oh my god! And I mean,
0: that's what I my reaction. And like, luckily, I had left. you live in a nice neighborhood yeah. Where yeah
1: well that there's not a ton not of traffic cars, I, I but... could have not <laughs> been laughing yeah. but I was just like that could have happened to any of us like yes. that Absolutely. moment where you think it's locked or you keep looking back and things just happen in such a split mm-hmm. instance
3: yeah
1: you know but that luck was him bringing her back up on the driveway he's like I don't even know how it like was flying so fast and it missed the curb and it went straight like oh my gosh he was more sh- like shook up than <laughs> her she was just like having fun he's like i hope she's okay i'm like she likes fast she she's always trying to be a little daredevil she's good oh yeah she's like darn it you missed the curb dad basically but i was just like god (laughs) i could so see that being me so i was like you know what i have to do this as a dad fashion because that could have easily been a mom fashion oh yeah
2: (laughs) for sure oh that is so good though i mean (laughs) i can only imagine his reaction (laughs)
3: Like
1: i mean my heart would have been stopping he's sticking me, mean, he was sprinting he said and she made it to the street just thankfully there like trisha said our street is typically not heavily traveled and luckily no car came at that time
2: yeah wow yeah no kidding that is God, so so scary though
1: <laughs> yeah All right, you handled Chris. it really
2: well morgan i know right luckily i didn't see
1: any of it because i probably wouldn't have laughed quite as much my heart would have been like i would have been (laughs) shaking like oh my god yeah it's It's okay since i didn't have to witness it and at
2: least you laughed when he told you though because if scott would have told me i would have
1: been like what you should have (laughs) no because i knew it could have happened to me yeah no and i I feel like there's so many instances where something happens and i don't necessarily think that Phil gets how quickly things happen. So mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I know yeah. things happen quickly. You're yes. looking one mm-hmm. second. It was five seconds. And that's how she got the cut on her eye. That's how she felt like yes. I get it.
2: Yeah,
1: yes.
2: <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So right. My I guess mom fashion and it would be <laughs> in line with our what we've talked about. So I my vice is sugar. I love like baked goods I love ice cream. I love candy. Like, you would think I was an eight year old in a candy store because, like, <laughs> I eat it. I eat, like peanut M&M's like, um, popcorn. And so, my thing is so, my mom fashion is I hide my tree. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. In That's my great. bedroom. And then when the girls go to bed, I'll wait in the restroom
0: you said no in oh, the bedroom my bedroom oh in the bedroom <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. like i have i had a box of or a package of oreos i just finished off but they were in my bedroom and then I'll... i
1: mean there's crack in oreos let's be honest let's i be can't honest. just have like and we agree or that oreos three. are the best cookie that oh are out so oh good right morgan i think you and i had agreed on that oh yeah, yeah. phil so, and i have problems
2: like milk now, now does scott know about these spots oh gosh yes yeah, of course. Okay,
1: he's... so he's in on it. It's just the girls don't, or they would eat your
2: stash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Awesome. And I'm trying to promote that's healthier. So good. Well, this is the thing. I'm trying to promote right? healthier living, so I don't want to out and about word. I mean <laughs> I know, take... Charlie
1: all the time, you eat your veggies, but yeah. Mama's going to eat those cookies.
2: Yeah. Right now. Right. right. And I could do that when they were that age, but when they're older, you have to hide them in your bedroom. Oh that's my God, that's stunning. so. And good. then I don't eat them until they go to bed. Like and then I eat.
1: Brush your teeth. Get rid of all the evidence.
2: Yeah, for real. That's funny. I will sit and oh. eat my peanut M and M's. Like
1: it's so fun. good that they won't listen to this.
2: My donuts. Your
1: stash oh. is safe.
2: Yeah, they won't. But guess what? They'll they find my stuff. Like because I'm eating full on candy bars you guys like this isn't like oh a bite size or a fun size whatever they're called party size, size it's the family size I am eating family size like king size stuff and so I'll like hide my wrappers and then oh, if I don't do get to do them the to throw them away they'll find my wrappers and they're like what did you have Snickers bar you're <laughs> like goes. who me yeah, yeah. Oh, I know
1: oh. wrapping the wrappers and toilet paper and hiding the evidence
2: Seriously, oh yeah, oh no! But when I, of course, I own it. I'm like, yep, I sure did, and I enjoyed every bite.
1: And there's no more left in the house (laughs) until the next night. Exactly. Yeah, that is so good. My
2: fix every day.
1: I love it. But seriously, thank you, Chris, for being on the show. That you have been such a wealth of knowledge and giving me some foresight into the future of things I want to do. So
3: mm-hmm. I think it's just so
1: positive and I love the way you're approaching everything about
2: just making
1: sure everything's positive with the girls. So well, thank 100%. you for sharing it all. Yes, well, you guys you. are
2: amazing and you're already all over it. And thank you for having me. I'm excited to hear more about your adventures. It'll just get yeah. better. Ugh.
1: Thank you. It's been a great ride so far. It has been. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks. You guys have a great night.
2: And Morgan, I'll Marco Polo you when when I can.
1: I know. You're so good at it. And if anyone else wants to reach us, not via Marco Polo, (laughs) but (laughs) if you'd like to reach us, you can always find us on Facegram. 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 Oh, I'm creating (laughs) things now. Facegram. Facebook and Instagram, mom jeans and minivans. And Twitter is always the fun handle. It's oh, yeah. mom
0: Jeans M I N, number one. And then email too. You can always email both of us. Uh, and that is mom jeans and Minivans at yahoo.com. Yes. All right. <laughs> Well, until next time. Until next time. Thank you again, Chris.
2: Thanks, guys. Yes,
0: thank you. Have a good night. Ciao. Ciao.
2: Okay, bye.